welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 6, titled, Can I Get an Amen? My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one very pious co-host from the... From the po- podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say, Can I get a what? Can I get a To Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. I figured that would be the one that would be you would you would use this time. Hello, Joe. Hello, how are you doing? How how, how have you fine. been? It's been a couple of weeks, Taylor, since we spoke last. It has. It it has been a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I, my schedule is all sorts of screwed up with podcasting right now. So you and I mapped out how we're going to do the rest of this season. And But why? I you got... only have two podcasts. Right. But then I also recorded two podcasts two weeks ago because I recently released a, a podcast this week. It oh, takes right. a lot of editing. Yeah. And then we're also getting where we're going to do two or three episodes. Yeah. And then we are going on. We're filming. We're recording this in the fall. So then I go on Christmas break. Mm-hmm. But you and I are still going to be recording because we're going to finish out season five. The whole thing is very, yeah. my baby, my, my, you know, job, my baby, my job. Yeah. So I'm just sort of all over Yeah, the place. no, I know what you mean. It's one of these things too where like, you know, where everyone, you're listening in the summer of 2020, but we are right now just about to hit Thanksgiving and I'm plotting out my December and I want to take, because I've just been podcasting nonstop since the summer, basically. So uh-huh. I want to take a month off. But you know, I can't. That the people pay for content, right? So I'm working yeah. extra hard to bank all this content uh, so that I could play while I'm just like recharging my batteries. I just need a. What will you do with a month off? Actually, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. So you're planning on taking? Do, do you have? Do you have a date in mind? Yeah, it's in, it's in, a, I have, believe it or not, there is an order to this madness. And so I do have a master calendar that goes out always like six weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And so I do know, I think it's the week after this week. And this will make no sense to anyone eight months from now. So probably around, yeah, like the beginning of December, I already have it mapped out because the, the, what the Patreon people are going to get, what the people on the main feed are going to get. And it, so like, yeah, pretty much the beginning of December. Well, I have a friend coming in from Germany. Wouldn't it be funny? Like, not funny, but like, what if something tragic happens with that friend from Germany? And I'm talking about it so oh, casually. Jesus, I know. Well, maybe I, I'm in a weird place right now, Taylor. And okay, so, so, so okay. Well, I, I'm going to save you from this weird dark <laughs> pit of despair you're getting ready to go down. Yeah. So let's say you stop recording for 30 days. Your yeah. plan is to stop recording for 30 days, starting mm-hmm. on December 1st. Yeah. How many days before you go back on for an unscheduled show? I'm not even – I don't know. That's a good question. But I'm not even joking. It might be six weeks. I might have enough material to go six weeks without recording. It depends. Basically, I don't want to record again until All-Stars 5 comes out. Okay. Yeah. But you have this You have this need, this desire mm-hmm. to express yourself. Yeah. And I'm just curious if there – at some point, you get talking to me or Lori mm-hmm. and say – this is a good, do you, do you want to go on the stream? Do you want to talk on the stream? That'll probably happen. Okay. All right. That'll I will happen. be curious. Mm-hmm. I will be a curious mm-hmm. if people important? go back mm-hmm. and, and look at like whether it's Patreon or look at the main feed to see if you did release something that was unscheduled and just. Well, this is where I'm really lucky in that I have this. Everyone should know there's an exclusive tier. For people, it's only we, – we don't let anyone more than 30 people in at a time, right? An mm-hmm. exclusive tier, and they pay a premium amount to be part of the exclusive tier. I'll, pro- I'll probably only do an exclusive tier, to be honest. It's a very exclusive co- club yeah. with velvet ropes yeah. 
Lori is the bouncer. I don't know how exclusive it could be. Luke Stamen, crazy person of the show, is in it. <laughs> and uh, this Yves, enemy of the show, is in it. Um, but uh, anyway. Anyway, Taylor, you said uh, you had – oh, you know, I want to talk to you about something. Before we went on the air – and we'll get to your question in a second. Okay. Before we went on the air, we were he and I were having a conversation – uh, with the exclusive tier people about uh, celebrities and who's gay and who's not gay and when we knew it and when we didn't know blah 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 blah, and it was funny. I kind of want to re- re- even though you've heard these stories before, uh, Taylor, mm-hmm. and probably a lot of the exclusive exclusive tier people have. Maybe people on, on the outside have not. And I I was thinking about remember Chad Allen, remember Teen Star Chad Allen? Yes. And it was funny is that when I was a kid, I thought he, he always played. So Chad Allen was this like this eighties teen beat heartthrob kid. He was in a show called Our House with Corky and Patty Lupone. I don't know what Corky's real name. No, was. that's not that. No, that was Life Goes On. Oh, there was with Corky so, and Patty Lupone. Our oh. House had, I think it was Wilford Brimley and Shannon Doherty. Oh, you're before right. 90210. You're right. And then also the fact that uh, I remember that I really should. And have I was like Deirdre Hall. And Deidre Hall. Deidre Hall was the mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're right. Completely mixed up those shows. So, and then um, I remember as a kid, I only watched this Our House for this Chad Allen, right? He would also play, like, the Dickie kid on Saved by the Bell or, like, um, any of those shows around that time. He's always, like, the Dickie – he would always be, like, the Dickie kid. He, he looked like a, like a little Dickie kid, like the hot Dickie kid, right? Yeah. And I had the big – I used to masturbate to this Chad Allen so many times, right? Mm-hmm. So now cut two years later, probably in the mid-2000s. Yeah, mid, mid to late 2000s. And a friend of mine who doesn't live in California but comes to California and he's actually friends with Chad and his boyfriend at the time. And he invites me to dinner with Chad Allen and him. And um, it's one of these things where I'm like, I am sitting here. With someone to whom I masturbated years ago. And then as you know, Taylor, as I've talked about in other shows before, the same thing happened when I was at a dinner party with Matthew Broderick. And so right. I've, I've had the opportunity two times to have be at an intimate dinner party with people to whom I've masturbated. I'm talking about celebrities. It's awkward to say the least, but I wonder if there were any celebrities that you used to masturbate to. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there were celebrities that I actually. I can't think. I. I. They're always kind of faceless, like wait, the guys what? that I masturbate to. Wait, wait, like they, what? They have no face. Well, they they, they have bodies, mm-hmm. but are the, it's it's just kind of a generic face. Mm-hmm. It's just I have a certain li- look that I like, mm-hmm. and I I and that has definitely changed over time. Yeah. But I like you know I was always somebody that it for me it was more about certain body parts mm-hmm. and if there was somebody like do you remember like international mail catalogs yeah okay like if somebody had a particular type of chest or a particular type of arm mm-hmm. that kind of turned me on oh, more really? than their actual face did with oh. the exception of there was one guy in international mail that used to be he was in there all the time and eventually. I found out that he killed himself. Oh my gosh. So, what? Oh, wait, wait, how are you finding this out? Because the internet and you find things out. His name was, okay. His name was Spencer something. Okay. And 
Because like, like, you know, because when you first get the internet, you type in things. Because I think it used to say like, Spencer is wearing the, and it was always some ridiculous shirt that nobody would ever actually wear. Like, I remember they had the shirt that had like the clown collar. Do you think anyone ever ordered anything from, like, do you think they've got an order? I, I and they ordered were like, something from International Mail once, but put a pin oh, you in that. Did? Would, would, yes. It was, it wasn't like a international, let me say, international, how do you spell international? I-N-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L. Spencer International Mail. Yes. Okay. His name was Spencer Garbett. Okay. Garbett. And he was somebody that I thought was super, super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of had, he kind of is a cross between like, uh, if you took. Well, Humble Pie, our, one of our faith, our, 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 uh, our girl Friday, Humble Pie. I'm sure is already Googling him and we'll post a picture of him in the. Yeah. In the no, he was, he was super, super cute. And mm-hmm. so, but he eventually like he was where he was done with modeling or he was starting to like age out of modeling or at least mm-hmm. aging out of modeling international mail. And he went to become like a host on some like local, like Fox affiliate, like morning show mm-hmm. and did it for like a very short amount of time. And then apparently like killed himself. Hmm. And, so. and, and but now imagine he had lived, right? And uh, imagine he had lived, and yeah. you had dinner with him. Would that be weird? And he was wearing yeah. a cheetah print I would be, jacket. I would feel, no it would feel him. very awkward. Yeah. When I was masturbating at the table as a forty-seven-year-old man. <laughs> well, that's what that's what's weird. A lot of times, these guys like I actually just saw because I used to have a not not I was too young to masturbate, but I did have a little bit of an innocent boy crush uh, on the kid from Never Ending Story, and I just saw this. Which uh, one? The one that was like the warrior, or the one that was the one that was the really bad actor talking to himself in the attic. Wait, hold on for a second. Humble Pie just posted a picture of him in the in the in our chat room here. Yes, that's him. Taylor, that's not a great picture of him. There are much better pictures of him. Oh my god, he's so basic. But I like I liked them basic. Mm-hmm. I had a huge crush on Kirk Cameron when I was oh I was who in did middle, it middle school, high school. So yeah, no, I I, you know I definitely like I loved him and I loved Roblo. I still love Roblo. Yeah, maybe I. You know what? I think I masturbated to Roblo at some point. Oh yeah, who did it? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so now Taylor, you had a question for me. What was your question? Well, in the beginning of season five, yeah. you and I had a delightful, insightful conversation about the size of your load. Yeah, and I was wondering if anything has improved with that. It has improved. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm delighted to say. In fact, the other day, that uh, about maybe a week ago, I masturbated in the morning. I cleaned up and everything like that. Okay, uh-huh. and then I was walking around having a day, talking to people, and I noticed that there was a dry, crusty drop of semen on the shirt, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So that means obviously I shot enough for the shirt. It got on the shirt. Did you wait? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Hold, please. Sure. Hold, please. Yeah. Hold, please. Mm-hmm. Do you wear a shirt when you masturbate? Yeah, doesn't everyone have a masturbation shirt? Well, only for formal occasions. No, 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 no. Yes, of course. You, do you get like totally nude when you masturbate? Well, okay, normally I'm in bed and I just sleep in my underwear. So when it's time oh, no, to I have masturbate, like... I just remove the uh, <laughs> wait hold on people are dry heaving all yeah. over the country right now yeah 
So no, I I I very rarely have on a shirt. Well, so. when I go to sleep, I'm going to tell you something. There's a whole thing when I go to sleep. Um, first of all, I uh, a whole masturbatory ritual. There's a whole masturbatory ritual. I light a candle. Uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I get in a sudsy bathtub and I read a a, a romance novel, but um. No, but Enya's when I go to- playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Enya's playing in the background. <laughs> sail away, sail away, sail away. By the way, to me, every song is that sail away song. I don't know if there are there other Enya songs. Caribbean Blue. That's a good song. Is, but um, is it Caribbean Blue? Caribbean Blue. <laughs> Caribbean Blue. Oh no, it was Sail Away Caribbean Blue. No, that's Orionco Flow, Orionco Flow, or whatever. But Caribbean Blue is a good song. Uh, the my favorite song of hers is a song called I think Storms in Africa. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a really pretty song. That's a little bit more. That you know, it's the '90s. They had like African drums in it. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, so there's a whole ritual before you go to bed. And yeah, brushing the teeth, all that stuff. But also, like, I wear like pretty much. It depends on the season. So if it's winter time, like sweatpants, you know, like track set sweatpants and a t-shirt. And then if it's summer, it's like basketball shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt. You wear like long pants and a t-shirt to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you wear but socks too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, no, too much, too much. No, because then much. my yeah, yeah. So the problem is that my feet get cold. I, it has to be cold here, like where the house gets down into the fifties. Mm-hmm. That I have to, I have, to, I can put wear like long pants. No, like, and, no, and 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 a t shirt. I I usually am just in in my underwear, and sometimes my socks, but just well, my underwear. What does Bobby Lou wear? He was just his underwear. But then don't you guys get hot when you're all pressed up against each other? We we sleep as far away from each other as possible. <laughs> what are your thoughts on um on on sleeping in different rooms? Um I get that that is necessary for some people with snoring. Mm-hmm. I have gotten to where with him, he snores something fierce. Mm-hmm. And then I have gotten to him where there is something actually comforting about hearing him snoring provided he is snoring at a regular cadence it's when he does the weird sporadic snores and then stops and i'm laying there next to him going well he just died he just died (laughs) and doing the where i like gently kind of rest my hand on him to make sure he's still breathing that definitely does a little bit better but as far as sleeping in separate rooms i'm not necessarily a big fan this week, the girls don their best drag in the dark. Coco gets dusty with detox. The girls record a song with Lucian Piani and walk the runway in outfits that feature their best body parts. In the end, Ivy Winters was named the winner of the challenge, while Coco Montrese and Jade Jolie were placed in the bottom two. In a lip-sync battle for their lives, Coco and Jade go head-to-head, but in the end, Coco was told, Chante, you stay, while Jade Jolie was asked to sashay away. Taylor, name two things you liked about this episode and one thing... You did not. Well, okay. You and I have talked extensively about how this is one of my least favorite episodes of season five. That is crazy. And, okay, go ahead. And, well, hold on. I Hold on. I think I am going to edit mm-hmm. that. It is not one of my least favorite. It actually, may, it actually is a really good episode. Uh-huh. It is probably one of my least favorite songs that they've ever done really? on the show. Yes. And I think I know why you like the song. Yeah. Love the song. Yeah. 
we'll get to that shortly. Um, so the things that I liked were, as much as I did not like the fight, the conflict between Coco and D, I did not like the way really kind of both of them were acting, but particularly mm-hmm. Coco. I liked that it was something different than Coco versus Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was different dynamics kind of coming at each other. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Um, this was, this was a fun mini challenge to watch. The end results were not necessarily all that great. Like mm-hmm. there was nobody was a real train wreck with like one exception. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I did not like was I did not like Coco Montrese in this episode. Interesting. I just, that is I just very thought she interesting. Kind of came off as sort of a, just a, a poor, uh, poor sportsmanlike behavior. I don't disagree with you, but I can't, it's going to be interesting when you hear what the one thing was that I didn't like. Um, that's interesting, but I don't disagree with you on the thing you didn't like. Uh, the two things I liked, I, I love this song. I love Can I Get an Amen. It makes me giggle and laugh the entire time. But that's why, because Joe Patance loves a train wreck Mm -hmm. and this song is a train wreck. Yeah. Okay. And um I just laugh so hard at this song. I think it's so great. Every like every moment I I literally savor every moment of this song. I love every moment. Okay? Uh next, uh I I think I really enjoyed the judges this week. Yeah, they didn't really have too much to say, not too much insight, but we don't need that. The the Pointer Sisters were entertaining. Actually, I was surprised by how many by not that, that everything that out of Latoya Jackson's mouth wasn't cuckoo bananas. Don't get me it wrong; was, she had she had her cuckoo, she had her cuckoo bananas moments. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. she did manage to say some things that made sense. Yeah. So I like the judges. The one thing I didn't like here's the interesting part: detox. Well, I do not think detox. Uh, I, there is not a winner in the Coco versus detox fight. Don't yeah. don't think that i'm team detox on this one yeah but coco in particular there seemed to be more there seemed to be more to watch with coco Mm -hmm. and more to kind of get annoyed with Mm -hmm. uh all right well uh let's move on after lanasha's elimination the girls enter the workroom to mourn the loss of lanasha sparks everyone congratulates jinx on her win but jinx still Still feels slighted because it's not the same attention she would have received were she part of Alaska Talks. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini. Oh shit! What's the timestamp here? It's so funny. I kept telling myself, "You're gonna fuck this up. You're gonna fuck this up," and then I fucked it up. Hold on. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So for today's mini challenge, you have to apply your makeup in total darkness. Ah. <laughs> Oh, and ladies, thanks to these night vision goggles, I'll be watching your every move. (laughs) Alaska's makeup made RuPaul scream, but in the end, Detox was named the winner of the mini challenge, which gave her an advantage in the main challenge. Tale of the Latte Boy, your thoughts on everything uh, on on Jinx's like self-consciousness. What did you think about the mini challenge? What did you think about the winner? Tell me all about your thoughts here. My thought was initially with Jinx winning, we're starting to see the edit of Roxy as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time we really see this is when Jinx is receiving congratulatory notes from the other girls and Roxy kind of talks over mm-hmm. and is talking about her whole, um, Tamron, Tamron Braxton. 
T- uh, Tamar Braxton. Tamar Braxton. Um, and uh, th- there's a couple of other times where Jinx is starting to do things and they're cutting to Roxy making faces and they're cutting to, you know, where she just looks annoyed by. So they're start, they're starting to build that storyline this episode. But do you, do you really, believe really that edit? See. No, I, I mean, I get that they're, you- I get that they're using probably other footage to build that narrative. I don't know that Roxy was necessarily always looking annoyed, but it, it feels like they're working towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of this mini chat. So that's my thought on that. That's really my only thought there. Um, my idea, my thought on this mini challenge is it's a great idea. Um, everybody looked a little too perfect though. Like everybody, Kind yeah. of look the same. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I have, I know where you're going with this. Uh huh. So, but I appreciate the fact that Alaska clearly, clearly, clearly recognized that she needed to do something to stand out, and the fact that she was everything was so skewed and stuff. I thought was a genius move on Alaska's part for them to talk later on as far as they feel as though she's not really giving them anything. She is giving them creativity. She is giving them really great ideas, mm-hmm. but it seems like she's maybe doing it more in the mini challenge than she is on the runway. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go to what you said. Let's go back to the moment with Jinx and uh, Roxy. I agree with you. I, I think that there, I don't think that there's like different things that happen at different times, but I think that they're there. I'm talking specifically when Jinx is talking about how she won, then there's like a hard edit and she goes, well, let's give it up for Tamar though. And I'm all like, you know, I bet you there was a lot more breathing room there in real life. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. They made it seem like she just cut her off right then. And then, like, and that Jinx, but we don't know what, it's just only Jinx looking serious and sad, but we don't know when that happened, you know? So, um, they could play around that so easily. So I, I don't believe that edit necessarily. Um, with the, the mini challenge, is it weird to think that I don't think, I don't know what really happened, but I don't really believe they did that in the dark. Didn't you think a lot of the makeup, with the exception of Alaska, she was being obviously uh, funny, was just too good? Like, it wasn't yeah. very good, but it was... It was a lot of hard lines. It was definitely a lot of where there seemed to be a lot, a lot of... Where they all kind of didn't know how hard to apply mascara and things like that. But they all kind of looked exactly the same. Do you think maybe what it could have been was... But I don't know why they just didn't do this. Is they just couldn't use the mirrors? So, like, the mirrors were maybe papered over and they just couldn't use mirrors? Well, I mean, that could be – the because my thought was there's got to be some light in there. There's no way yeah. just from an OSHA standpoint that there isn't some sort of some sort of light someplace that, you know, I, I because don't they, have – Yeah, they were grabbing the, the right colors and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I mean – and they all managed to get over to the table without no, anybody tripping or, or anything of that sort. So yeah. I feel like there probably was a minimal, minimal – at the very least, just to be able to see shadows and stuff. It wasn't quite like what they made it out to be where it's, you know, Clary Starling in Silence of the Lambs where she can't see anything and she's like, you know, fumbling around in the dark. Yeah, okay. Maybe I could buy into that. You're right. Maybe there's like a little like pen light that they could see what makeup they were picking up or something like that. Because they had the right colors. They had the right – it was really odd that they were in – how would you find that? Like, I wouldn't know. If you turn the lights off in the room right I am right now. In fact, you know what? I'm going to do that because it's dark here. And then before – okay. So th- let me tell you this, that this room currently has standard things that you would find in an office, okay? Uh-huh. And in fact, let me see. I can't really move this camera around. I was going to say, I'm, you're, you're going to have the light of me, though. Uh, let me turn off my light to make it a little bit darker in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, the that, computer light's going to be on, huh? Well, that did nothing. 
Okay, let me cover it with a towel. But then you're going to be able to see me. Oh, here, let me do this. No, but it won't matter. I'm, I'm, the, comp- the monitor light will be on. Oh, okay. So I'm covering it with a towel. Sorry, you won't see me. Okay, hold on. Joe? Joe, where are you? I can't see you. So I'm going to turn the lights up, and then this room has, like, standard things that a, an office would have. So then you uh-huh. will pick an item once I'm in the dark for you need me to find, okay? Like, pick, like, three things. Okay. Okay. Um, your phone. Uh, a pen. Okay. So now the lights are out, completely out. It's pitch uh-huh. black in here. Okay. Okay. So, okay, did you hear the first two things that I said? No, I, I had my headphones off. Okay. So if you can find your phone. My phone's not in this room. Okay. <laughs> well, that makes it extra challenging now, doesn't it? Um, I'm trying to think of things that are, that are, would be a notebook. A notebook. Okay. Um, a, a notebook, a pillow. Okay. Like a pillow off the, the, the couch that's next to, to where you are. Yeah. And a movie poster. <laughs> okay. I know where those things are, but I, like, a, where, like a movie poster that isn't up. Yeah. Like yeah one yeah. that's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, entertain the audience while I do. So a notepad, a pillow, and, um, okay. A notepad, a pillow, and a movie poster. Okay. So. This would be a great time for Joe to like become fully artist and like add in where it sounds like he's just falling repeatedly down steps, and a cat. You hear just you hear like a a car swerving to crash and a cat like sort of thing would be very very funny right now if that was what Joe decided to add, but he probably won't because he's trying to be right in the in the act of of drag sciences. He is a professor of drag sciences right now, and he's trying to prove a point that he will be able to find a notepad, a pillow. And a movie poster. Will he be successful in this? Will his hypothesis end up being correct? That's the right word, right? Hypothesis? Isn't that what it is when you have a have a theory of something happening? It's called a hypothesis. So it sounds like he's doing something. I can hear something, but unfortunately I cannot see because he does in fact have a towel ah. up over the microphone. Okay. Ah. Did he fall? Did you fall? Joe? Okay. Oh, God, it is dark in there, isn't it? All right. Okay. I'm back. I'm turning the lights on. Okay. I it, I did find it, actually. So I found... Here's the pillow. Okay. It wasn't that hard, actually. Here's the notebook. Okay. <laughs> and this is the only kind of movie poster I have in here. It's... Over the garden wall. Okay. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. And um, there you go. All right. I so, did. did you have a hard time finding all of that stuff? No. Okay, but is that also because you kind of knew the general area of where they were? Yes, I knew the general area where I was. Okay. Well, okay. You also have to notice they. Didn't seem to show them all when they said, you know, she got she-mail or you mm-hmm. got she-mail. Yeah. They didn't really show the table. So is that something where I wonder if they told them previously, put bring over makeup and put it on the table? No. This or is if where... they had them stand there and, like, you know, th- that nobody went over to the area with the makeup mirrors. No, but what I'm telling you is 
I think that you were right. I think it was dark, but that there was this tiny, tiny little pen light where they could kind of make out the brush they were picking up and maybe kind of the color that they were getting. Yeah. But they couldn't see anything else. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, we just finished a season of Dragula mm-hmm. where one of the challenges where they had to go into a haunted house. Yeah. And they definitely tried to make it look like night vision where the contestants couldn't see anything, but they also were screaming because they get, they obviously could see when people were coming running up at them. Yeah. And things, which meant there was some sort of light somewhere mm-hmm. that they could see movement and shadows. Yeah. So I feel like that may be part of what was going on. Would you have picked detox as the winner of that challenge? Um, I thought detoxes was, was not bad. I, uh, yeah, I mean, they all kind of blend together. Yeah. They all kind of blend together, mm-hmm. but I almost would have picked Alaska just because yeah. it was so different and so I funny. Agree. I agree with you. It was super odd. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on. Um, main challenge. Next, RuPaul announced this week's main challenge. So for today's main challenge, you'll be writing and recording the newest inspirational anthem can i get an amen Amen. no i mean actually that's the name of the song can i get an amen (laughs) yeah now you'll be writing lyrics in three teams detox since you won the mini challenge you get to decide the teams all right in the workroom coco feels detox intentionally plays coco and Alyssa together in hopes that they would fight and thus fail meanwhile over at Alaska talks alaska's worried that detox and roxy might be bringing her down on the other side of the room ivy winters and jinx are concerned that jade might be weighing their team down taylor your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom before the table visits detox was trying to play the whole, I wasn't trying to be shady. Yes. I was just putting the teams together. That is yes. such a load of horseshit. Exactly. And that's what bugged me about her this episode. Yeah. That it was just, it was, it was dirty pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a great strategy because you figure you could take it. There's a chance you could take out at least one of two of the stronger contenders. Mm-hmm. But for, for her to try to be the whole innocent, like I'm not, I'm not, didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. They have video of you doing it. Did she yeah. really think they weren't going to show the video of them the whole, We'll make them go first. And I just thought yes. it was really funny to put them together and, yes. and all that kind of thing. I think any one of us that was trying to use a strategy mm-hmm. would have seen that and thought, oh, this, this, I have to do that. Yeah. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, uh, no, actually, all right. I will say this. Uh, I did notice a weird, there was a weird, um, correlation between jade feeling underappreciated and yeah. alaska feeling underappreciated yeah like they kind of that they're sort of two sides of the same coin because it feels like in some ways uh jade hasn't been bringing it but alaska has did and you get the I, sense did you get the sense that alaska felt underappreciated just she she felt like she was like the it almost felt like she was the least popular kid at the popular kid party. Okay. She's still a popular girl, but she's not as popular. Doesn't have that shorthand mm-hmm. that uh, Roxy and Detox have because you know, like they've talked about, they they came up together. So mm-hmm. there is sort of that. I thought Detox and Roxy. It's almost like they kept telling them just just keep going, Amen, like into the camera. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like they were just doing that over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you say something more than once, sometimes it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of that's sort of what this felt like. 
Alright, very good. Uh, later, RuPaul entered the workroom to perform some table visits. RuPaul tells Jay that Jay needs to try harder. RuPaul warns Alaska that her language might be a little too salty for the song, and then has an awkward discussion with Alyssa and Coco about making sure their song is funny. Uh, any big thoughts on the table visits, uh, Taylor? I, th- this one felt like Ru was trying too hard. Yeah. This one felt like I'm going to just try to fuck with everybody and just say, no matter what, what they tell me, if they tell me, uh, you know, I'm going to tell them down is up and black is white yeah. kind of thing where it, it just felt very much of the, you know, well, cause normally she loves when people say, you know, dirty things or filthy things. And yeah. then, so then she suddenly goes, well, you try to have to make this family friendly. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. They've done that before. That, Didn't that thing happen with the children's show too? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is where they're starting. Maybe she was in a place where, at this point, you know, season four was a big success. So maybe she's mm-hmm. trying to think that she can broaden her market in season five by having yeah, them but not then get it, snow it, filthy. I could see Alaska getting mixed messages because she was super dirty as Lady Bunny in the Snatch Game, and RuPaul loved it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is that it's that she just kind of comes in and she just says things just to yeah. Just to fuck with folks. Yeah. And, you know, telling Jade she needs to try harder. What what the hell is that? Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. That That's, you know, then tell me what you want from me. Tell me how, how you want me to succeed. Yeah. And then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I agree. RuPaul is a shady queen. Tain of the Latte Boy, she sure is. All right, in the studio with Lucian Piani, the girls record their tracks. Coco and Alyssa, Coco and Alyssa seem lost. Ivy Winters impresses Lucian, while Roxy Andrews amuses Lucian with her pronunciation of sequin. Okay. A classic moment. Classic moment. Back in the workroom, Coco and Detox have words over Coco's attitude towards Detox. Girl, I thought she was about to go off. No, girl. This reminds me, because, you know, we're also concurrently um, uh, covering season seven. Yeah. And we just did uh the Despy Awards. And during the Despy Awards, Coco, I'm mean, sorry, Kennedy and Jaden are together. And they do a bit with you going, girl this and girl that, and Kathy Griffin shuts it down. But, um, I mean, a season is not going to happen for another two years. But anyway, I think that's going to happen in season seven. But the point is that this that this part reminded me of that. All right, here we go. And then okay. I want I want you to put your therapist hat here for this fight. Do you feel like she was instigating it? No. And then tried to play like, oh, I didn't do anything. What's the tea? Now, do you think Detox knew what they were like? How did how did Detox know they're talking about her? She made some reference to that they were darting eyes over at her. She oh, says she says okay. that during the fight. Mm-hmm. And then Coco was doing the whole like, I wasn't looking at anybody. Yeah. But it also is a situation in which, well, you know, she might not have been darting eyes, but, you know, mm-hmm. Alyssa doesn't have a really great poker face. No. And. You also figure if they're talking in hush hush tones, and this is immediately following, you know, the whole thank you, thank you, detox, thanks, detox. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Then I could see where that creates, you know, a heightened sensitivity on detox's part. Plus, you've also talked about the fact that that room is super small, so they why would really it's smaller of- than you think it is? Okay, so so there's a good chance that they can all hear each other. Or they, th- there is that feeling of – I think it's very rare that people have conversations that other people aren't privy to. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. I'm fine. Well, I'm saying, if you're going to say my name, you've been throwing dust and shade. I said thank you. All I said was thank you, Detox. Well, thank you for what, Thomas thing? 
Now, I know I didn't get a chance to watch Untucked, Taylor, but you were, it, it, does your opinion of Coco have to do with Untucked? Because so far, I think Coco is being, she's trying to defuse the situation. Well, I think she's trying to defuse the situation, but she, because she got caught. Mm-hmm. That, that's what this is. This isn't something where she's, she, she, I think she's on one hand, she's entitled to her feelings, but I mm-hmm. think that the better way to do that is to defuse the situation by saying, I'm not really happy. I'm not, it, it, what's done is done. There's nothing I could do about it, but I, there's, you know, I'm not happy with the fact that you paired the two of us up figuring we would go for each other's jugular. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. But she feels like you were instigating. I wasn't instigating shit. I'm not trying to be dusty. I'm not trying to sabotage anybody in this competition. If you- but you're right. I had forgotten that there, we did see that scene of her actually saying, I'm going to pick them first and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. That way, I'm sorry you feel that way, because that's not the case. I'm giving dust, I'm giving this, I ain't said a word. I'm just standing here. You haven't said a word, but you said a lot to uh, Lisa. The- By the way, Roxy putting her two cents in. You don't need y'all yeah. to gang up on me, you, Listen, you, I'm or not you. Ganging it up don't on matter anybody. to me, because I don't need that. I'm not ganging up on anybody. I said what I had to say. When you're on stage and you say, thank you, detox, naughty like that. When I see this and I see eyeballs flying at me, I'm going to fucking say well, something. I didn't even look at you. Who eyeballs was flying at you? And my eyeballs didn't fly no way. All right, your thoughts on this little tiff they had here. Now, now, Taylor, you said I haven't watched Untucked, but is it worth bringing up the stuff that happened in Untucked here? And it's talk- just, it's just, yeah, it's just a continuation of this, mm-hmm. um, where just Coco seems to be very much of the deflecting. We're going to mm-hmm. deflect. I have my feelings, and I feel, but anytime anybody questions her on it, she immediately, like when you think about the whole Alyssa and Coco thing of a couple of weeks ago, where Alyssa's asking her questions. And she's immediately changing the subject where she's talking about, I laid in bed crying next to my husband and all these stuff. It has nothing to do with, I also get that there's editing going on and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But it just feels very much of like where when she doesn't, when Coco doesn't get what she wants, she's low energy. It's similar to when she was the the uh, the ventriloquist dummy on the children's program mm-hmm. with this one, when she was singing, she just seemed really low, low down. She had her hair, like her, her wig in her face. She mm-hmm. was covering her face up with the headphones, all these different things. And on the one hand, I appreciate to some degree detox saying, I heard you say my name. Let's talk about it. You know, I mean, she's, she's coming at her aggressive more, a little bit more assertively, more aggressively than that. But there, you know, kudos to detox for that. Now what? detox, Hold on. Detox, st- then ending with uh, staying with the whole, I didn't try to instigate anything. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. sabotage anybody. That's a lie. Yeah. So, but I think the detox kind of coming at her and saying, you know, had it been a situation where they walked in and she hadn't said anything, mm-hmm. I don't think detox would have come after her. Mm-hmm. I think detox would have just let that dog lie. But because of the fact that she did say something, detox is like, you know, one, I'm not going to let you talk shit about me too. On some level, she's got to know I'm in her head mm-hmm. and I can push this a little bit more and I can manipulate her a little bit more to where maybe, you know, get rid of Coco. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I never thought that detox was so thought of, but maybe she is. Yeah, she could, I could see her being a manipulative bitch like that. Um, what about the recording session? Any, any thoughts on the recording session or? I thought that in this one, mm-hmm. I thought Lucian was great. 
you know, I thought as far as, you know, even, even though he did kind of have the occasional like funny face yeah. when, you know, like when Jade was singing really softly or some of the notes yeah. that people were hitting, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't a Todrick chore- choreographed. No, no, no. But you Lucian know. does get gross later. Oh no, I, but this is, is this really kind of the second song with him? Mm, Third maybe song? the second one, maybe? It's very early on in the Lucian chain of Right. Events. So I kind of feel like in the very beginning of, and I know that we always kind of go back to him, but just in the very beginning of Todrick, Todrick wasn't as gross as he got very quickly on future seasons. You know what's so funny? So maybe we're seeing, we're seeing that with, with Lucian here. I'm sorry. What's so funny? I went to a friend's house, you know, family and everything. And I forgot that they're friends with Todrick. And I started in on my Todrick rant. And they're like, oh. what's going on with Todrick? About the, him not paying people. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Allegedly not paying people. And then even the kid knows Todrick, right? And he's like, what's happening with Todrick? And I was like, oh, nothing, everything. <laughs> and then I had to be like, I'm such a pussy. I was like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, no, no. I'm sure it's a misunderstanding. Just because so you're Coco? <laughs> yeah, I'm Coco. Uh, uh, I was like, um, I, I didn't want to start a fight. Yeah. Because they like him and they're nice people. They don't know. I, I could tell the husband who I grew up with, I could tell he was like, he got it. But the wife and the son, they were like, oh. Uh, and I just changed the subject really, really quickly. We'll be back right after this. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Detox discusses all of her plastic surgery and Jay Jolie shares the difficulties she's faced since coming out of the closet. Any big thoughts in this very kind of classic elimination day kind of conversation? The writing's on the wall like Jade has her moment and she's fucking I, I thought the same thing. Like, well, we know we know who's going on this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. She has her teary moment, which, was, which was a sad – is a sad moment. I mean – I, I feel for, I, I've been very fortunate that my coming out story was, I was very well supported by my family and, and the majority of my friends. And, uh, you know, I don't know what that's like per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely, I, I, you know, I've never been the biggest Jay Jolie fan, but I did feel for, for her in that moment when she was talking about it and, and saying, you know, uh, the one thing that she said is, "I promised myself when I walked out, I would. I just told myself, don't look back, just don't look back.'" And that that was that was kind of heartbreaking to hear. Mm-hmm. Look, it was heartbreaking for me because as, as a, it's it's an axiom in the world of Joe Batanz. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. That's right. I'm a sucker for a twink crying. You know, and there's a twink crying. I just want to immediately be like, "I'm single. Let's date." You know. <laughs> now. What's funny is, and I was going to save this for later, but let's talk about this now. Also, also what do you for, think that is? What? That you are a sucker for a twink crying. What is it about seeing a twink crying that speaks to you? I think there's a codependent part of me that wants to go in and like save the day and be like the hero and comfort them. How would you save the day? How do you think you could save the day for a twink crying? You know what's so funny is I'm not I'm not going to use a weird example, not have anything to JJ Lee or crying or anything like that. But I remember, but it, it but it touches on the same area. 
Okay. I remember a few years ago, I remember I was dating Cameron at the time. Um, Justin Bieber went on a hike in Runyon Canyon, okay, which is in Hollywood, like a famous, like, celebrity spotting hike place, okay? Okay. And when he got to the top of the hike, there was just a random middle-aged guy sitting on a bench, and the, the paparazzi caught this, and there's a random guy just sitting there enjoying the view, and Justin Bieber just, like, walked up to him and had, like, a full-on, like, 45-minute conversation with this guy. He, they, he didn't know him. He just mm-hmm. said, I'm walk up and talk to this guy for 45 minutes, right? And the paparazzi was talking about how he did that. And I remember thinking, like, oh, you know, I wish I was that guy. Because at the time, Justin Bieber was still hot. Now he's literally disgusting, <laughs> right? Like, literally disgusting, okay? Wow. Okay, yeah. But at the time, I was like, if he would have talked to me, I would have been like, because and actually, I think it's a key to his disgustingness. I think it, it reminds Justin Bieber is essentially he's not much different than Aaron Carter. Here's what I mean: Aaron Carter just inked his face, yeah. and I think you would agree with me, um, Taylor Volante boy, that if someone tattoos their face, they they hate themselves. That's a cry for help. That's a cry for help, right? Yeah. And I feel Justin Bieber making himself look so fucking trashy and gross right now. He hates himself. Okay, and. I and at the time he wasn't doing that, but I remember I remember thinking like, because I've always been a Justin Bieber defender. I've always been a Justin Bieber defender. I've always thought he's got. I've always thought he's gotten a rotten break in this life. Like he's gotten a good break too because he's a rich pop right, star. But but be I always what you wish for kind of thing. Yeah, I always feel the media has always been really hard on him because I feel especially he didn't get to be like a teenage boy. And yeah. when he did stupid teenage boy pranks, they made it seem like he was the biggest criminal. And like he threw eggs at somebody's house, and it was like a gigantic story. I hate to say it, that's what obnoxious white gay boys do. I'm not gay boys, I'm sorry, white teenage boys do. You know, yeah, they just do. That's just white teenage boys just do it. You know, and he wasn't allowed to be a teenage boy. And and then it's also it it's it's kind of scary that it's one of these things where look, I'm I'm. I deal with it on a on a microcosm of what Justin Bieber does, very microcosm, micro microcosm. But when you have when you are creative and then you're surrounded by people who enjoy your work, it becomes and something I'm dealing with right now. It becomes difficult to know what's up and what's down. You know, like right yeah. now we're in the exclusive tier. Okay, yeah. But and on this Joe Batanz, I pour my heart out. But all they do is pretty much tell me how pretty I am, right? And, of course, then today everyone should know something happened to me today. I'm not going to get into it. And I went on the bigger channel, and they were just, oh, what a piece of shit I was, and uh, blah, 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 you're crazy. Even the exclusive tier people, they got brave all of a sudden uh, in the in the Mixler channel, you know? But mm. um, but it's one of these things where I do I, – I, and I often want to go to the Patreon people and tell them, tell me what works for you, what doesn't. But I know I never know if, they get a, uh, if I get a real answer or not. And uh, Justin Bieber has it on a million degree because not only that, it must be so much pressure to be a millionaire kid and all these grown-ups who are supposed to be older and smarter than you depend on you for their livelihood. Right. And he doesn't know what's up and what's down. He doesn't know who to trust. 
Does that make sense? And I think that's why he's fucked up now because of it. But going back to the tweet crying, going back to that moment, I would have been like, Justin, listen, I have no skin in this game. This is what you need to do. This is like bubbly blah blah blue. You know, this is how the this is what's going on. And uh-huh. just because and I will say this about Justin Bieber too. Unfortunately, he has not gone down this path. It's too late. Justin Bieber, and people might not know this, is actually a very talented musician. It's how he became famous. Was he was this talented little kid musician. And he was on YouTube. He was basically a YouTube star that became famous. And I, it's too late now, I think. But I think at the time there was a critical juncture, he could have gone the Justin Timberlake route. Yeah. And he did it. And now he's not a musician anymore. He's a basically a, a, a gossip star. Can you think of besides Baby? Can you sing any other Justin Bieber song? Sorry, and, and sorry, and that's it. What else? Yeah, can you do? those are the only two that I would would have heard of. Yeah, so it's like, what is going to happen to this? Anyway, the point is, going to your question, it's that kind of like nurturing, guiding like thing that I have. I don't know, but only for twinks. No, because. Um, there have been people who come to me other times too. I know. I'm, te- I'm What's te- funny te- though is I have a very, what happens is they come to me and then when they don't listen, then I get a very, very, very low tolerance for their behavior. I want someone who just basically obeys me and does whatever I want them to do. Like a twink. <laughs> yeah. But then they, they eventually, you know, what's so funny is I just, and I highly recommend this to somebody. George Bernard Shaw wrote a play called Pygmalion. Which was uh-huh. the basis for the musical My Fair Lady. Okay. Uh-huh. But they made a movie version of it uh, in the late 30s, early 40s, some point. And that's actually, it's actually weird. The musical is actually based on that movie, which is a, based on the play. But I was watching that, that movie, Pygmalion. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm Henry Hill. I'm Professor Henry Hill. Henry, I'm sorry, Henry mm-hmm. Higgins. I'm Professor Henry Higgins, and I find this new Pygmalion that I'm going to mold in the shape that I do, and I do, but then once they become who I want them to be, and they become self-aware and independent, then they break away because they don't need me anymore. Don't call Evan that. I No. He, look. <laughs> he put the pig in it. <laughs> that was my joke, Pygmalion. Yeah. But, uh... I'm mad at him too right now. I'm mad at everybody. You're mad at not me. I'm not mad at you. Because I need the free therapy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Taylor the looks. Are you ready to talk about the looks, Taylor? Um, no, because I have one more thought. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I think that it's interesting that they show Roxy at one point when Jinx is doing her big long note. Roxy mm-hmm. does something about the whole, you know, Jinx is like the, lo- I think Jinx is the absolute lowest, which is another example of Roxy looking annoyed mm-hmm. because she does all of these stunts, but mm-hmm. then they show detox doing all of the stunts next yeah. to Roxy yeah. a few minutes uh-huh. later. It's just, there's just such a hypocrisy there. Um, so that, that was my last thought before the looks. All right. Now it's time for the looks. <laughs> Sorry. Taylor, your the, the, the category is favorite body part. Who are some of your favorites? Who are some of your least favorites? My favorites were I loved Ivy's okay. look, her newspaper print dress. Oh, yeah, I thought she looked look. great in that. Mm-hmm. And I love Detox's ass look. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, it um, is a good look. Look, I will say this about Detox. The one thing you cannot deny about Detox is 
That bitch serves looks. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that was, I remember the first time watching that when she turns around and they all go, what? They all like, yeah. they all yell. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I thought Alaska, I initially thought Alaska looked pretty mm-hmm. and I liked the pink dress or they called it like pink ice or violet ice or something. Mm-hmm. But then in Untucked, I guess because the lighting is so different, she looks real hard. Oh, really? In, in Untucked, yeah. But she oh, also is crying when she gets back to the, when she gets uh, okay. back into the thing. So I think like her makeup is streaked and stuff. Also, did you notice that when Rue introduced, not only when she introduced it to the queens, but then introduced it during, on the deliberation on the judges table, she said Ruth and Anita, the pointer sisters instead of the pointer sisters or Ruth and Anita pointer. I did. I, I now you're getting specific. I did clock something weird, but I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But yes, I did notice that something was weird about what she said. Explain so, again what it is. She said Ruth and Anita, the Pointer Sisters. Oh yeah, uh huh. Instead yeah. of saying you know the Pointer Sisters or saying them by their name, she did it twice. So I'm wondering if that's a legal thing. I know at some point, well, the one one Pointer Sister is dead. But I know that, like, they had kind of split up at one point, and I think that there were Pointer Sisters, like, Pointer Sisters thrown across the four winds, and, like, everybody was kind of doing their own. So I wonder if that is a um, an issue. Like, I remember Freedom Williams left CNC Music Factory, but somehow he got the rights to the name CNC Music Factory. Mm-hmm. So then when he would go to, like, you know, state fairs and gay prides, it was, like freedom williams presents scenes because he wasn't allowed to call it cnc because the clavies and civilis and cole were what are you talking what are these names and words you're throwing around okay i'm talking about like when like groups when popular groups split up uh yeah and then there's the fight over the name Uh cnc do you remember cnc music factory yes okay remember the the main rapper in it freedom williams Mm -hmm. okay he left the band or he left, but something happened where after the one died, like the rights to the name came up. So he grabbed the rights before the, before the other C could get it. And then mm-hmm. he was touring a CNC music factory, even though he was the only one from CNC music factory. There was a whole thing like En Vogue did the same thing where there were like literally like two En Vogue's running around at one point. They were fighting over who got to use the name. So one was En Vogue and the other was En Vogue featuring. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, whenever uh, Starship, like, that was originally Jefferson Airplane, then Jefferson Starship, then Starship, mm-hmm. whenever the guy that sang Nothing's, you know, what's the song from Mannequin? You know, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Yeah. When he tours, like, when he does the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, it's Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. Like, they okay. can't just call themselves Starship. It has to have his name in it because of of legal rights. This has nothing to do with the looks, but it's just one of those interesting, fascinating, to me anyway, things about pop music. And I'm just, I just ultimately, the whole thing of Ruth and June, the Pointer Sisters, caught my attention. Also, Latoya Jackson, did she have a show called Life with Latoya? I get a sense that there was a reality show in the works, or there was. Well, you talked about those, I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, she she definitely where where when Rue's introducing her, she makes some comment where she says something like, you know, how's life with Latoya? And Latoya Jackson looks stunned, yeah. <laughs> where she doesn't know what to say. She's like, oh yeah, it's good. It was a reality show, full episodes, four episodes, 
Full episodes. A full episodes. Okay. So also, was this the last season that they did a stupid um camera pans really fast at all of the at all of the judges and Santino always does the asshole lips where he turns and looks at the screen? No, it might be season six. I think they did it the entire time that Santino was there. Okay. But maybe maybe I don't know, I don't remember. Okay. That 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 that's a one of my least favorite things about the series. Yeah. Joe's doing the face right now and he just looks It was always dumb. the same look. He was always like Yeah. We always just think where he kinda of puts his hand puts his puts his fingers on his chin and then he does where he makes his lips into a puffed up asshole. And, What's funny just, is I felt it's so funny I clocked it today too because I thought the Pointer Sisters did the best one I've ever seen where they didn't try and and uh model it up. They went like ah like they did like a weird like a scared <laughs> look. I'm like, oh that's that's what I would have done. Like yeah. a weird silly look. So what were your favorite looks? And that's the looks. <laughs> well, did you have any least favorite looks? Well, I didn't. I, I was trying to think of looks that you didn't say, and I'm all. Those were pretty much well, the good Co- ones. Well, Coco did the weird like body thing where she said that she her thing was her heart, which oh, I yeah. feel like there are four billion other things she could have done for that instead of the weird, you know, Kennedy Davenport, you know, when yeah. when the trade don't go well look. Yeah. Um, and Coco just kind of had on a like a shorty kimono off the sleeve. Um. Trying to think, J. Joe Lee's look was horrible. Oh, horrible! Which with the weird, with the weird ex- hair extensions all over. Yeah, the place. It was awful. It was awful look. Um, she should have gone home. For, she was right to go home for that look. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Jinx's look was like black and white, but it looked like it was made out of tinfoil. And what was her body part? I only guessed, but I, I had a guess. But what was her body part? I don't remember. She was the only one that didn't say what it was. So my guess was it was her shoulders. Okay. Well, I know that Alaska, hers was her collarbone. It was her was right my, uh, collarbone. Her right collarbone. But uh, I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anything else about the looks? No. Not a, not, not a great look group of looks this time. I will, God, I have this fucking Taylor Latte boy scared out of his fucking mind now about these looks. He saw an email that I wrote to somebody. <laughs> and ever since then, he's like, meh, looks, whatever. You know, I know I w- that you're trying to I, – I know that you don't enjoy it in a while – these are also looks that I have seen before. You know, when we get into the next season, I may be very much wanting to Well, talk about I think that. I might have a solution for this. I don't know yet, but I'll talk to you about it off the air. Which is funny, because okay. by the time this airs, if the solution happens, it will have already happened. It's really weird. Yes. It's like, it's okay. like, uh. How meta. Yeah. Well, no. What's the one with the movie with a dream? Inception. De- Deja vu. No. Inception. All right. Well, that was. The looks. All right, Taylor. Now let's let's break down this song. Your favorite song. Ugh. Can I get an amen? Okay. So now this is the actual single version, where they actually have the. They have this in the, in the TV show one, but um, they have choruses in this one, but they don't have it in the TV one. Okay. Here we go. I lost all hope today. My car broke down. I'm empty. Okay, so before I want to stop right here. So these are the lyrics that Coco and Alyssa wrote. Now, what's funny is now, and this is where I want to get your opinion, Taylor. Is when you're watching the show, the show is clearly making fun of them and how shitty their lyrics are in the workroom. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, oh god, these are terrible lyrics, right? And Alyssa's so amused with them. 
But in a weird kind of way, I'm so laughing at them because they're so, they're such silly, stupid drag lyrics. And so I love, these might be my favorite lyrics in the whole song. I don't get it. I don't get, I, maybe it's when I was watching this, mm-hmm. Babalu was in the kitchen doing something and mm-hmm. he eventually came out and said, what are you looking at? Mm-hmm. And then just looked at me and said, this is horrible. And I went, yep. Yep, it's horrible. I just with the no pitch and the flat lyrics and the and the different. It's it's just bad. It's just bad. I can't get past that. How badly they're all sounding. So I went to a friendly bar. Wait, remember their car broke down. She was on empty, right? So she went to a friendly bar. Okay, right. There was a show. This one's different. Okay, so she ran out of gas. She goes to a bar. They're having a drag show. She's like, well, this is weird. This is different. Okay. By the way, they're singing while they're in drag. Okay. Right. Lost and confused. I had to smile from within. When I realized these women were men. Can I get an amen? That's what the funny thing about this song. None of the lyrics, none of the groups of lyrics have anything to do with each other. So this, no. this set of lyrics is about how they went to a bar. Yeah. Uh, so what did you, what, doesn't it make more sense if you have enough money to go to a bar and get a drink that you should go get some gas to put in your car? But how have they never heard of drag queens before? Well, if, if they are in fact drag queens too. But also, I think you're hitting, I think the point you're hitting on, you're right. They never say what it is. Uh, no, no, lost and confused. I had a smile from within. But why would you, when I realized these women were men? Now, but here's my question. I don't care how interesting the show is. If my car is, I, I'm trying to be somewhere and my car is out of gas. Right. Why would I go in a bar and go like, wait a minute, my car is abandoned somewhere. I'm going to sit down and watch a show. Is that yeah. the point you were making? Yes, it makes but no sense. If my car, anytime my car has ever been broken down, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I've had to say, I call AAA and I sit in my car and I wait for them to show up. And luckily now we have like, you know, cell phones and stuff. You know, there were cell phones back then in 2000, whatever this mm-hmm. is. Yeah. You know, but that's why I could've... love it. That's why I love it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I love it. All right. Here we go. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself. Okay. So they're singing this right now. There's a whole big break here before we get to the next set of verses. I love this. I love it. I hate this. You really? Oh. I really hate this. And it has a nice little I, beat. I love this that we're talking about it. I hate this song. Okay, here we go. I think there's a little, little bit of a break here. Um, here it comes. Your bed grew back again. Now, by the way, we're on now. To this, these lyrics have nothing to do with what just happened in the previous lyrics. Now right. it's your beard grew back again. Okay, here we go. Girl, that's okay. Just keep shaving all your dreams in front of you. Just don't sashay. Don't misbehave. Okay, wait. I'm going to stop right here. Because if you remember in the episode, earlier in the episode, Jade is suggesting these lyrics and they're like, oh, God. Oh, fucking Jade Jolene. Her fucking dumbass lyrics, right? Yeah. But one, Jade's lyrics are more, even though they're complete about something different, more in line with what Coco and Alyssa were writing. But two, it actually, it kind they of are? makes. They are? 
Well, no, what I mean is like in the, in the down, in, you got to shave. Well, in the quality, not necessarily in what they're talking about. And okay. what I'm saying though is like it makes sense if if you know you still if you have to shave, you just keep shaving if if your your beard grew back or whatever she said, right? What the fuck is Ivy Winter saying? She's, it, it doesn't match with what J. Jolie's singing. It makes no sense. But at least J. Jolie's like, look, if your beard grew back again, just keep shaving, right? That's kind of like a metaphor for like if you, you know, if you fall down, get up. Okay. Yeah. But what does Ivy Winters mean? Well, Ivy's is something about don't sashay away. Let me go back a don't little bit. Stop just a little misbehaving. Bit. Yeah, that's something I'm going to go back a little bit. Just a little bit. Here we go. Just don't sashay. Here we go. All your dreams in front of you Just don't sashay Don't misbehave All your dreams in front of you Just don't sashay No misbehaving so maybe that's kind of speaking to the Like you were talking about If you're If you're If you need to shave Get, get back up So if your dreams are in front of you don't just walk away from them. And this is I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. I don't know. Let's She's see trying what to add on to the shaving. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go to Jinx out here. Don't let the weight of the world set your Just tease it out. Turn Adam to eat. Okay, now that actually makes sense. That <laughs> Okay. And it's kind sure. of clever. Don't let the weight of the world flatten your weave. Yeah. Just give it a tease, turn Adam to Eve. All right. I like it. It's a good yeah, line. It's, it's, it's clever. It's clever. It's clever. It's clever. Look, she's doing what – she's making the best of what she has. She has to work with this Ivy Winters who makes no sense and Jay Jolie who was shaving, right? Meanwhile, Jay Jolie hasn't had a shave. She's never had a shave. All right. Here we go. I get a name. Can I get a what they're singing. So actually, like, okay, point for Jinx. I think neutral on, on on Jade, and then I don't understand Ivy's just because she sang it well. Maybe because well, yeah. I mean, you could listen to the rest of them, but that's why I'm saying it's at least the Coco and Alyssa theirs was memorable. I could sing you that verse anytime you want. That's why I'm saying maybe they were good. All right here's the bridge. Here we go. When I pulls you down, put on a shiny sequence gown. Okay, so she says sequence gown, but okay, that makes that's actually in line with what Jinx was doing, all right, and what they what the other group was trying to do. So they were kind of work, but the, so in other words, when life hits you hard, just keep getting up. That's kind of the thing, right? Yeah, nothing to do with what Coco was singing, right? <laughs> right, here we go. If you can get a gig, go buy yourself a lace front wig. Now that's the thing is. They make fun of that. Alyssa and Coco make fun of that Which, in the it, work room. It doesn't make sense. If you can't get a wig, go get – no, if you can't get a gig, go get a lace front wig. I, they were I, talking I, about how expensive they are. Yeah, but I, but I get what detox is. It's very – it's actually the drag equivalent of let them eat cake, right? Where yeah. it's like, oh, you can't get a gig? We'll just go buy a lace front wig. You're like, oh, okay. I remember like, years ago when I was a poor college student, uh, someone broke into my car. Okay, mm-hmm. and they ripped apart my dashboard and stole the stereo. I mean, they, they did a number on it, right? And so the car, the insurance company took my car and had to take it in. They're going to fix the dashboard and put a new radio in. And I think, oh, this is before the insurance company took the car. Though I was driving around, but I had no radio. I remember the ripped apart dashboard and no radio. Mm-hmm. And 
I was telling my students this, and they were just like, like I was like, ugh, it's been awful. I've been driving around with no radio, and they're like, well, just go buy a radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no, I'm waiting for the insurance, and I'm poor. Like, but then just go to the store, and they like, they literally could not understand what I was saying. Anyway, here we yeah. go. So I went and got a lace front wig. Just tuck your junk and hit that runway. It'll get better someday. Okay. So this is where I think the song really shines, is when they start <laughs> doing the freestyling. The riffing. The riffing, the freestyling. Here we go. It's funny because a lot of the ones from the show don't make it in here. Like Ivy doesn't make it in or Jade or anything. Like Can I get an amen? They'd rather have time to repeat this over and over again. Alright, so they just did the chorus. Now here's the free time right here after this. Here we go. That's Alaska. Here comes Roxy. Here comes Jinx. That jinx holding that note so long gets me every single time. I love it. That like to me, her holding that note, like can I get it? That is the song to me. That's what make. That's what. That's what does it for you. That's 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 the that's that's the 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 sweet spot. The piece de resistance. Yes, I love that part, and I can't believe you don't think that's funny. No. No, and I she's don't. holding the like so long. She's holding like so. Oh, long. that that moment where she holds that note for that long <laughs> is funny, but the whole song itself. I'm not a big, you know. I loved We Are the World when uh-huh. I was eleven or whenever that came out. But mm-hmm. songs like that now are just kind of. And I get that it's trying to make fun. Could but you I almost, name everybody in We Are the World? I could probably name. Uh, I could, I, I bet I could. Let me see. Okay. You're going to have to name it as it goes. Okay. Now it's a really oh, you mean, oh, you mean as each person sings? Yes. Oh yeah. No, I could do that. I, oh, oh really? God, I could definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, here I we go, guys. The, this is the inspiration for Can I Get an Amen is We Are the World. I used to really love this song when I was a kid. It's a good tune. It is a good tune. It should be. It was written, it was written by Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, and Lionel Richie. Yeah. Here we go. You, you have to call. You have to call it as they sing. Okay. All, All right, right. Here we go. Taylor at his best. We are the world. There comes a time. Lionel Richie. Okay. When we heed a certain call. When the world. Well, who's that? Must come together as on. one. Stevie Wonder. There are people okay. dying. Oh. When it's time okay. to lend a oh, I know who that is. That's that's uh, Smokey Robinson. No, isn't it Paul Simon? 
Oh, okay. Paul Simon. All right. You're right. Okay. So I got the one wrong. Okay. okay. Oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Wait. wait. Hold on. I got to do something here. I got to do okay. something here because okay. I, I, I'm not even trusting doing? myself. What are you I'm, not, doing? I'm not trusting myself. I'm sure someone has singing order. We are the world. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It came up right away. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to need to hear the song. You're going to play the song, right? Okay, here we go. We are the world, a minute by minute breakdown. A minute by minute breakdown? Is that for the... Okay. Okay. Let me see here. Okay, here we go. So yeah, Lionel Richie uh, kissed it off himself. Okay. Stevie Wonder steps into the microphone and harmonize with Richie. Okay. Oh, they're, they're actually doing... Okay, now it is Paul Simon. Oh, it's time to lend a hand. But this one, they're actually telling you the story of the what's happening when this happened. Okay. Um, All right, well, the, I know the next one is Kenny Rogers. Are you cheating? No! I can see the video in my head, and I can hear... Play the song. If you play the song, I'll be able to... I'm trying to find... Uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with this. The best I have is right here, because... Um, well, why can't you play the song? I am going to play the song. Oh, wait. Okay. Okay, I'm going to, put, I'm going to go with the weird Rolling Stone article because it's the best we can do. Okay. Okay, here we go. There comes a time Lionel Richie. <laughs> when we heed a certain call Alright. When the world must come together as one There are people Stevie Wonder. Okay. Oh, when it's time Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah, Paul Simon. The great Alright, here we go. We can't go on. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Pretending day, day, day by day. That's a Oh, I don't know. Jeffrey Osborne? I was gonna say James King Girl. Hold on, hold on. Okay, keep going. Okay, that's Tina Turner. It was James Ingram. And then Tina Turner. Okay. And and this is Billy Joel. Billy Joel, yeah. Then Michael Jackson. Diana Ross. Yeah, easy. I know who the first one is in the next section. Dionne Warwick. Dionne Warwick, yeah. So they know that someone cares and their lives will be uh, okay. stronger and free. Uh, uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah. God has shown us by turning stone to bread. And so we all must lend a hand. Oh. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Who was that before Bruce Springsteen? Uh... Well, I knew that was Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that's too easy. I'm not, I'm not gonna even feel bad. Uh, oh, I know who it is. I've seen it right here. Okay. Oh God, who is it? Okay. Um, I'll give you give a, me hint a hint if you want. Give okay. me a hint. He sang the theme to one of your favorite TV shows. What? Yeah, he sang the theme song to one well, of your. Go, go back and play it. Uh, can, okay. you, can you scrub yeah, back yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, I can scroll back a little bit. And turning stone to bread, and so we all. 
Al Jarreau. Al Jarreau. Al Jarreau. Okay. Al Jarreau. All right. I've just to solve the question, it was the theme to Moonlighting. It was for anyone that was Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis from the 80s. One of my all-time favorite TV shows of all time. Yeah. I, I, I own that. I love that. I want that to be on streaming somewhere. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins, yeah. So let's not give oh, a Steve Perry from Germany. Yeah, right, yep. Uh, Daryl Hall? Uh, yeah, that's right. Michael Jackson again. Yeah. So far, so good. Huey Lewis. Yeah. I'll hear the best part. Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> uh, Kim Carnes. Yeah, Kim Carnes. Very good. And everybody. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of so I will say this this Rolling Stone article I'm gonna read it after we're done it's completely fascinating um, all right here we come Bob Dylan yeah but I know Ray Charles is in there yeah. is it Ray Charles I think it's coming up right here I think no it's, oh you're right Bruce Springsteen do it again oh does he. Does he? It's hard to tell because this, I will say this is what makes the article interesting. They give you like fucking stories and backgrounds of every minute that happens in the song. Okay. I remember in the video. Hold on. There's Ray Charles. There's Ray Charles. I remember when they initially did it. I remember watching a making of mm-hmm. and. They went through everybody, and then they had to redo it because Cindy Lauper's bracelet. You they could talk hear about in the it. microphone. They, yeah, they talk. I remember, about that. It. and then she was like, "Sorry, guys," and everybody laughed. And then they sang the song again. I could name a. Okay, I know the Pointer Sisters were there. I know Latoya Jackson was there. Mm-hmm. I know Bette Midler was there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other people that were just kind of in Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, which made no sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Were there other ja- the other Jacksons were there, weren't they? Wasn't like yeah, I feel like almost all the Jacksons were there. Yeah, you know what's a, I'm going to read this article. I've always wanted to write a story. I'm going to be very vague about it because I want to put it out there in the universe. But I remember the title was "I Am the World," and so it, uh-huh. it has about the record. It's a comedy about the recording of the "We Are the World" song, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's why it's super interesting to me. I'm going to read it. Send me a link to that. Yeah, article. it's actually really. I, I, I'm, like, I'm like reading it while you're like naming me. I'm like, oh, what that happened? So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I can see the picture of all of them standing at the end of the video, and then the, everybody signs their name. Yeah, and the graphics in the beginning are like, oh, it's so cheesy now. With it, with the white with the blue globe. That's yeah, spinning. yeah, yeah. I remember that. 
Anyway. Anyway, it's the same thing for them. On the main stage, Coco and Detox uh, continued their fight in front of the judges. Michelle warned the Alaska Talks um, about the dangers of clicks, and Alaska was told she doesn't seem genuine. Later, Ivy Winters was named the winner of the challenge, while J. Joe Lee and Coco Montrese were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, I'm So Excited, a random new version, by the way, yeah, by well, the point yeah, of... That goes back to that where the band <laughs> splits up. Oh... <laughs> So yeah. they probably the, the the one sister or the one sister's family. When did she die? I can look. She probably up. didn't give them rights to. Yeah, because what happened? Joe Batanz ranting about rights. Um, is you can own the rights to the recording, but they can't stop the other point sisters from re-recording the song. That makes sense, and then having their own rights. That makes sense, especially if the yeah. Pointer Sisters all own the publishing. They could the two that don't have they they can go make their own reversion and use that. Oh, and they do. Yeah, I mean, I, the Pointer Sisters' greatest hits is a great collection mm-hmm. of songs. The original version. She died in two thousand six, so she was long dead at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, yeah, th- but I definitely was curious because they only had two of them. Mm-hmm. If they were going to release the whole the new episode. Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of like everything that we're seeing right now with um uh Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and her whole fighting for where she's going to re-record or mm-hmm. she's saying she's going to re-record all of her old albums. Yeah. So that way she has new versions of of uh the, exactly. the masters. Exactly. Exactly. Uh and then in the end Coco delivered the goods while Jay Jolie failed to impress the judges. In the end Coco Montree survived to see another day while Jay Jolie was asked to sashay away. Taylor Latte boy, any final thoughts on the episode? Um it, I, you and I have had many conversations about this episode and my distaste for it, but wh- I'm glad I watched it again because mm-hmm. it was other than the song, which I know you love. I mm-hmm. did kind of enjoy the episode and just watching a lot of what's going on. Untucked was the episode in which Alyssa gets a message from her father uh-huh. and there was a lengthy discussion about what it's like to grow up gay. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which felt genuine, some of which felt everybody else in the room is getting attention. So I have to pretend to cry kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was interesting. My husband, who normally doesn't respond this way, walked past the TV though while they were all crying and just shook his head and went, "So much drama," <laughs> which made me giggle. So, all right, very good. Um, you know, one thing I was gonna say is this is like I was thinking this is peak Drag Race, and what I mean, I don't mean it the way you think, not the quality of the episode. I think that I love the song, but and what I'm talking about is the machinations of the episode in that they clearly wanted Jade out of there, right? They wanted Jade gone and their, their sights were set on Jade. Now she helped them by having that horrible outfit, right? Yeah. But you could have easily made a case for Alyssa and Coco going up against each other, you know, for what they've been building towards, um, yeah. because of how bad their aversive was and blah, 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 blah. But I think they realized we got to get, we can't do that to Alyssa. We got to get rid of all the filler queens first. And so even though Jade, I don't know if you know this, Taylor, she is the longest, as, as, as of when I read, I don't know if this is still true, but uh, as of that season five, had gone the longest without ever being in the top or bottom. And then she gets, goes home, you know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, and so she does her lip sync. And, uh, but you're saying they want her gone. And that, cause we've seen this fail. Like, remember Valentina and, um, 
uh, Nina, Nina Bonina Brown, you could tell that, that the show was trying to be a producer and say, okay, now it's time for Valentina to, to just do the final death blow on Nina Bonina Brown. And we know that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. But they've done this before. And you can tell they're like, cause Coco's already lip sync. They know Coco can lip sync. Right. So they're no, this like, this was not a great lip sync. No, it wasn't. But they were like, she can send her home. Coco yeah. can send J. Joe Lee home. And sure enough, it's, so they did that. And then they do that thing where, you know, again, peak drag race where they have her do her story about coming out, uh, during the elimination day. You know, I didn't pay attention to the makeup because sometimes there are some, um, Redditors who can spot, like, that's not the makeup from that episode. So I don't know if it, I didn't pay attention. I don't know if it's from that day. But they they had their sight set on Jade Jolie to get her fucking out of there, and that's why. I'm gonna, so when I say it's peak Drag Race, everything worked the way they wanted it to work. The so puppet masters are pulling the strings. Yeah, well, the puppet masters are pulling the strings. Detox and Coco are fighting, and everything's happening the way they want it to happen. And uh, so I think this episode is it's like almost like the textbook of how they want to do their shows. So uh, yeah, that's my final thoughts on the episode. Any other you know, any other final thoughts on this episode, Taylor? No, I'm enjoying the season. I know, I know that I sounded at times like I was a little down on this season, but I, I am enjoying watching it, knowing what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that next week is next week. Next week is the RuPaul roast. Yeah. So, and that's that's a famous episode, right? Yeah. So, because I'm try- I was trying to figure out who goes home next, mm-hmm. and then I remembered why it's a famous episode. So. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well. Taylor, we have one thing to say to you. Um, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. If you want access to more content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at PIMCTaylor. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. AJ Norris. April Pacheco. Astute Girl. Brad Coley. Bree Weiss. Common Cool. Coco San Pedro. D-Man. Dean Barney UK. Devin McKay, Diana Sklans, Doofus Maximus, Haley Sklans, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jeffrey Thunderbear, Jesse Harris, Jesse Lozano, Jimmy Kilbasa, John Jay, Jordan Darling, Katie Whitmire, Lauren Eckert, Luke Stamen, Melissa Payton, Nicholas Alexander Springham, Nikki Baker, Parker Elliott, Pedro SF, Rachel J, Robert NYC, 
Sandy Ramirez Ruiz, Scott Sorensen, Sir Met Smith, Travis Potter, Yaz Waz, and Eve Adams.